0: Use coupon code Kumute Radio at checkout to get ten percent off and support the podcast. So you're gonna fight on October fourteenth.
1: I'm actually fighting um, uh, February, I think, next year because I just I, I just broke my arm. Oh, what? Yeah, I just broke my arm, which is I was supposed to fight in July. Uh, but a month before the fight, I broke my arm and I had to go into a surgery, and and um, I have to go into surgery um, and get a plate on. So,
0: yeah. So you broke your arm before the last one because you didn't fight on the last one.
1: Yeah, and I broke my arm. And then you broke
0: your arm again.
1: No, I broke my arm. Um, yeah.
0: Same I just
1: look at my I just look at my elbow because I didn't fight um, February mm-hmm. and then I broke my arm literally this one was like a broken bone I snapped my all nine to two pieces um, and they had to put uh, a plate on mm-hmm. to secure it back because the doctor was saying like hey, um, hey. I, I just sent like the medical the night before um, and then on the day i had sparring um i was just talking with one uh, one championship about like accommodation and stuff and then and then um it was, it was it was it was it was it was it was literally out of the blue because when i broke my arm i just had a sparring i kind of have the feeling like, i don't think i should go <laughs> you know i, I had that feeling like I don't think I should spar but it's like K1 sparring haven't like had a proper K1 sparring like a hard sparring Mm. and yeah um it was it was it was I was throwing like uh like like a hand back fist punch and then oh okay Suddenly, I heard a pop, and then I was like, "Oh my God! I hope it's a muscle. I hope it's a muscle." <laughs> Apparently, it's um, it's a bone. I, I took off my I took off my glove immediately. I ice it, and then um, I tape it mm. because I don't have a splint uh, there, so I tape it. And I was just like praying all night. All I can. I can think it's, it's a muscle, it's a muscle, so I can fight, I can fight, it. like, my weight is on point, I just got back from evolve, from training, um, I was, I was, I was on point, like, on every aspect, my uh, jiu my wrestling, my, um, striking, my boxing, because I was a Muay Thai uh, fighter, so, um, it was devastating, My um, way and the next, like, Like really in the morning, I couldn't sleep. As soon as the hospital opened, I registered myself to see a specialist and then had an x-ray. The doctor called me in and and literally doctor was like, I have a bad news. And at that moment I was just flowing tears, like Mm. tears just running through my face. And I was just like, oh my God, Oh my! I, I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't really imagine like anything worse than that. I feel like this is my biggest moment. It got snatched away, and the doctor said like, "Oh, we need to have an operation like as soon as possible." So I had to I have to undergo surgery right away. Um, it was like the worst moment. I think the nurse was like. You know, and then you kind of laugh it out, like, oh, my God, I'm such clumsy. And then you, you try to, like, oh, God, like, there you go. One more, like, you know, this, because my last fight was in November, was a K-1 in China in November, and I was, like, off for almost, like, six months. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, oh, my God, well, there you go. Dr. Say, like, oh, you can kind of... Get into it again after three months of surgery, but we need to like see how is your arm. But they change again. The doctor like, oh, um, it's actually a year, and I'm like, so which one is it, the real one? Because my friend say it's like um, it could be in three uh, to three, three, six months, and then now the doctor says one year, and I'm like, I'm losing my mind, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep my cool down and. You know, my friends were there, we were laughing. They were, like, trying to making jokes and lift up my spirits. But I know uh, because I went there with my own decision. I, I, I trained to Indonesia with my own decision. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, uh, everyone was against it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Like And I, I told myself, like, hey, you've been doing this, like, everyone been against you doing MMA, like, they say, like, you're you're really good at K1, why are you going to MMA? Like, just continue doing K1 in China, do Kunlun. And then uh, everyone was against it, and I was like, it's the same, I'm moving to back to in- Indonesia, even though my coach was against it, um, like, why don't you move somewhere else instead of... Uh, Indonesia and I felt like oh I have like a teammate there like a pro team where I can join I never had that before in China because in China I was literally like baby I had my coach I have my striking coach I have uh, a lot of Muay Thai coach I have my conditioning coach I have my jujitsu coach I have two jujitsu coach I have a lot of uh, Muay Thai crew I have one um striking um striking coach and we are all all, like family the owner of the gym literally think of me like a daughter so i was just like this precious little girl that everyone like oh like like a glass doll really Mm. so i was never exposed to i have to grow up i have to do this by myself like i do have like the power and the will that's that's how i got here but then during that time, I was babied by everybody because they were like, oh, she's a girl. Oh, she's, she's, um, you know, she's she's alone here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they think, of, and then I'm the youngest. So obviously, they all like babied me. Like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, they're literally like holding my hands. Like, oh, you just need to do this and then I'll do it. But in Indonesia, it wasn't the case. I moved there um, with my own choice because I want to try to reconnect with my parents, mm. which is still failed miserably. And then um, I thought I found a good team with with a good coach, but apparently the coach had to leave for his... Um, because he, he's also fighting, so he had to leave the team so it's a bit like long-distance coaching Mm -hmm. so it's the fighter have to look it look up at each other but they've been training for 10 odd years so they're good like and i'm there i feel like oh man i'm coachless even like the owner of the gym in like in china he was like hey why don't i fly you back to china here come back to us but i'm so stubborn that I was like, no, I, I, like I always want to see what is the finish line. I always want to see till the end. I choose this as my home. I want like whatever it is. I want to see till the end. I guess it's sometimes people call me naive for doing that. And then I I also like there's a there's a few days of holiday in Indonesia. So I fly to Evolve and train there with the fight team, and it was wonderful. It was amazing. But then I have to, um, I have to go back to Indonesia. It was literally a few days after I, like coming back from Evolve that I broke my arm and had had surgery. My friends tried to make like tried to cheer me up, but then it wasn't. It, it wasn't as bad as you think like oh it's okay i tried to make it like that but then after the surgery as i was like pushed into a surgery room and then i was just realizing oh my god they're about to like you know put something into my body and you know yeah. they could take they could take anything out like you know <laughs> my appendix or something and i can still fight the next day but it's literally my arm, like I couldn't punch, I couldn't mm-hmm. fight without it. I won't be able to fight, the doctor won't let me to fight. Even though I feel like, oh, I think I can still fight. Um, I was crying during the surgery, uh, like like, like preparing for the surgery, I was like start crying, my, my tears were like, it was so bad, like I feel like I lost my life there. I lost myself there. Um, and then it was really bad when I woke up when after the surgery was like I realized that you know like I, I'm helpless. Like I feel like I'm I'm so helpless that I'm lying here in the bed, and I was just being mean to everybody. Like mm-hmm. I, I I blame myself. I try I, like I blame myself. It's my stupid reckless um decision for coming here and then i i blame myself for not listening to my body and you know because i was like so anxious and i just want to fight um and i just want to train so hard i i didn't listen to it even though my body was like i don't think you should train i like, i hear that clearly like i don't think i should train but i'm gonna train but i'm gonna spar um It was hard. Um, I was distancing myself from everybody. I feel like the urge, like, I just want to fly somewhere and then I just start something new because it was too painful to be there Mm -hmm. because all of my friends are preparing for a a fight and I was there, like, looking at them. Seeing them training it was I was broken hearted and I think it turns me into a bitter person there and I thought like You know, they have their own fight. I couldn't be here and be bitter because it will just drag them down so You know even though mom um, they are really nice and then Supportive of me and you know making sure I was okay and um, Everybody was just so lovely I I hit pads three days after surgery. Oh, three wow. days after, yeah. I was. I guess it. It was like. This whole year since I quit my job, fighting training is the only thing that I know that I've been doing. I don't have any other life other than that. So when you have like when you got an injury, you were just like, what? So What, what am I gonna do?
0: You kind of so, go crazy a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, it's like. So what should I do now? Like I'm a fighter, right? So I should have mm. been like should have been training right now, but I couldn't train with my broken arm. And so 3 days after surgery, I was like I need to train. I need to get back. So I I put like I put a sling on. I put um I put one glove and I still keep the movement, mm. still kick pads and I was like, okay, I still got my kicks. I'm like a little bit like unbalanced, but then it's not the same because you lose that purpose like Mm. i was here for my fight camp and i couldn't fight and then towards like few weeks into the date where i supposed to fight i was just becoming like an angrier and a bitter person but i promised my friend that i'm gonna like see his fight before um, i leave or make any decision so i keep my promise i stay even though looking at him training and my other teammates training, it crushes me. And, you know, I tried to train, but then you were like, I couldn't do that. And it's for my own good. I'm, I'm not supposed to do that. I was there. There's so many times I'm thinking like, yeah, I think, you know, I think I can fight with one hand. So I mean, like, it's that crazy. And I'm like, it's hard. And then... Um, there's also another fighter that helps me a lot um, we both get injured she was injured before her biggest fight and she gave me um. she gave me a, a pep talk from Instagram because um, it's such a small world the fighting world is um, my conditioning coach like knew someone that knew her and then Her friend told her, like, hey, there's this fighter that was about to have her debut. It was, like, her biggest fight in her career in MMA because she just got, like, into MMA and she got this, but she broke her arm. and, um, And she gave me an advice that actually helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. That it saved me from me. It saved me from me. It's not saving me from anyone. It's saving from me destroying myself. Because, you know, from bitterness, from unhappiness, just from... I I can't shake it off. I can't let it go. It, It was just, like, there. And then it sticks from, like, day and night. I had, like, my like morning mantra on the mirror and I have to wipe it off because I don't have that fight anymore. I have the dates written on the mirror so whenever I look at myself, I see that date, I don't have it anymore. I lost myself somewhere and then I think that day I was telling myself, thanks to Ramona, um, thanks to her, she told me that like win day by day that's our fight right now. Mm. Thanks to her, she told me like, win day by day, like, this is our fight now. It was hard to, I mean, I'm still like, you know, I'm still, like, there's goosebumps, like, Mm. thinking about that, that from that point to now, that I'm gonna compete next month for the first Mm. time.
0: It was. It was great.
1: It it, it was amazing, and I was, you know in the end I had to say goodbye to my team mm-hmm. uh, like it wasn't it wasn't meant for me
0: um, so you went I, from Indonesia and then you went to, to tra- Espada yeah. to to Hong Kong and uh, training No, no, there? no,
1: so I travel a lot and yeah I it seems like it <laughs> yeah so bef- like, uh, on there's a period where, uh, from Beijing, I was in Beijing, and I moved, uh, uh, I trained at, uh, at Espada for mm. a few weeks. I love it there. Mm. Um, I love R- Rodrigo Caporal. I love Italo. Like, they are really nice. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that place. But then I, I already made my decision to move to Indonesia. Mm. And before i met them so i moved to indonesia and now i'm i'm in seoul it was um it was a nervous it was a nervous journey it was mentally tough you know to keep me to push me going when you got injured like that day where you have to tell yourself like you got to wake up i got to roll out of bed and you need to have that moods where it have to be a good. I, I'm a person that I have to be in a good mood to train. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, I have to tell myself you need to be happy, and what you're doing is making you happy. Mm-hmm. So it helps me a lot by being happy day by day. And then um, yeah. it was it was literally um. It was literally a uh, a great thing meeting Chris. Uh, Chris Kim in Korea. Um,
0: did you I, meet I, him in Korea?
1: Yeah, I met him in Korea. Yeah, I I, I came to Korea knowing nobody. I I I just. I why just did came you do, here. Why did
0: you decide to do <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> well. Um, I've been in Thailand, like sure. I've been in Thailand, I, and I didn't feel like it was home anymore because I, I lived there for one and a half year, right, and um, I feel like I couldn't do striking, mm-hmm. so Thailand is not the best place, There, there's too many fighters that I'm gonna get shuffled, especially with an injury, mm-hmm. where else, um, go back to China, it's, just gonna be the same thing um i couldn't like the jujitsu there is for beginners Mm -hmm. and i have an injury that i don't know if you know um my training partner there will you know could handle it and i don't want to hold down anybody progress and um i was thinking like where can i go what which place that haven't been like saying hi to and visit, it's Korea. So I booked a plane, came here, and it was it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. It was scary. I was I was scared. Like I was I was I don't know. Um, you know, I just feel like I need to fly away, need to have somewhere new, somewhere with a like a whole new story and experience. And I want to try jujitsu, jitsu and, and then, um, I feel like, at that time, it's like, okay, where, where can I go? It's like, Korea sounds nice, right? Mm. Um, I don't know anybody here. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I book a plane ticket. I don't know, like, where am I going to train? Like, who's I'm going to train with? Or if I have any coach at all. And... It was hard, it was hard, and it was, it was, I was, I had to, I had to train alone for a while, I was like, just train conditioning, CrossFit, mm-hmm. and I told the coach, like, I have a broken arm, and I couldn't train hard, and they modified it, for me, especially, so, whenever I joined the class, um, they, they just, They just make it easier for me. Like, oh, this is the easier version for you because you have a broken arm. And the coach always said, oh, she got a broken arm. So she's doing it the easy version. So you guys don't don't, like copy her. Um, But I always keep pushing myself, keep pushing myself. I, I keep telling myself, you need to be in a really good shape and like fight fit. So when your arm's ready, it won't be hard for you just to get in there. I keep telling myself that. So when the doctors say like, yes, you can fight, I will just get back there right away. Um, so that what motivates me. And I don't know anybody to train like which gym should I, should I like try gym per gym? Like that's how I got like in China, like trying one gym from another gym until I found my coach, Harry. And then in here, I was thinking like, should I do that? But, you know. I couldn't really speak Korean because before in China I, I could speak Chinese. I could speak Mandarin because I was a journalist there beforehand. And um it was it was it was um it was scary, like I don't know what to do until my friend told me like, Hey, there's Chris Kim, like he's really good. He's a black belt from Atos and like he's a good coach. And I like I I talked to him and then Chris was saying like hey let's meet up like not at the gym but at um but at a, but a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Like you I guess he wants to see like how I am like if I could like, if I'm teachable, because I don't, you know, by moving home, it's kind of like living, like, oh, why is she moving home? Like, why is she moving home, Jim? Like, it's it's, it's lonely. Like, moving home to home is, is lonely. It's never a good experience. It's never a good experience, really, for, for a fighter record. So, I met him, and he was, like, yeah. Um, so here it goes. We had a good chat. Like it was I was actually crying in front of him and I was like <laughs> he was, and we were in like a very, you know, in Korea it's it's, it's Sunday afternoon and it was very jam packed and everyone was looking at us and I'm like and he had to give me a tissue I'm like hey, it was so it was so touching. It was it was so touching and the next day it was like, "Why don't you come and train um, tomorrow?" And I'm like seriously, so I'm accepted. I was like, oh okay. So it was like a, it was it was supposed to be like a month trial, like mm. how how if we bond well. And he has been amazing. I used to hate jujitsu. It's not my forte. I love MMA because you know everything kind of amazing. It's like a chess. Jiu-jitsu, I'm a very slow learner. But with him, jiu-jitsu is becoming like one of my favorite now. It's like in top. Because, well, before I couldn't strike. And then slowly, bit by bit, I could start striking. I mean, I can start throwing both punches. And he was like giving me advice. But he was like, hey, taking it easy. Like, you know. So it's been like... Now, uh, coming to the competition, I had, like, a bit of pressure, and then I had a breakdown, and then he's been amazing. You know, sometimes coaches, they ride with you with emotion. Like, when I'm high, my coach got high. When I'm low, my coach got low. But, no, with him, he's, like, the stable thing that I know I can hold on to, that he's stable. Like, I'm breaking down because I could come to the gym and then, like, start – dancing and singing and just be happy and he'll be like laughing but he's he's not there like he's not writing it with me mm-hmm. but then when i break down and i cry i was just like last night i cried and then he was like it's okay gita you know this thing happened that's why you got me <laughs> i'm like oh. so it was it was really nice it was a really an experience but it was crazy to think about it moving here not knowing anybody, just I went, I was just googling like CrossFit gyms, like Muay Thai gym, MMA gym. I was like, should I go there? And then before I even got like, um, I was introduced by someone, by my one of my friends to the owner of uh, for of Korean top team. Mm-hmm. But then it, I was supposed I was expected to go there. But then I met Chris and I politely told the Korean top team that um, I found a gym that, you know, suited me better. And, yeah, since then, I'm, I'm into it. It's just like breaking into my teammates. It takes a bit of more time and effort, I think, because of the language barrier.
0: Definitely. um, I think uh, Ramona actually did that before you did it. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, she came, she told me, like she oh, came so- to Korea, <laughs> <laughs> because we were talking, we were chatting, out. you know, Ramona became, I never met her, I never met Ramona, so when I trained at Espada, she was in Thailand, oh. training at Phuketho team, mm-hmm. um, so I never met her, it was, it was such a, like, I know, I know her by name, but I never met her, I know um, which organization she is fighting for, um, and I was following her on Instagram. So literally, the injuries that actually introduce us together, mm-hmm. and we're still friends right now. We're like we're still like actually supporting each other. Like, girl, you look so strong. Go, girl! <laughs> it's like we're just like sending sending uh reply at each other's story, Instagram story. And she was like, um, when I told her like, oh my God, Ramona, I'm in Korea right now. <laughs> because, you know, um, it's also, you know, Korea is also, I think why I choose Korea is because it's also like the, the MMA scene is, was growing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, when I was in China, it it, it gave me slightly an advantage as being a, foreigner as being an expat than if I'm in Indonesia training being an Indonesian training MMA because there's a lot of athlete that got kind of sided Mm -hmm. it's overlooked because it's still taboo it's still it's they're not opening up to that yet as a female fighter Mm. so I have to be overseas to get a proper training um So when I told Ramona, Ramona, I choose Korea and I'm here. And she's like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) She gave me a few gym um, that I I should try. I'm like, okay. But they don't speak English. So it's going to be a bit harder to learn. But you'll learn. Just take a bit of time. Like, yeah, it's fine. I think I kind of like, uh, you know, martial arts, it's not about language. Mm. It's, you know, in Thailand, I'm just, I don't speak Thai, but I can still learn Muay Thai. It's about like how you copied. So it's 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 literally it was a learning experience for me. Like I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have I don't have friends that I can say like, hey, let's go out on the weekend. Like no, I, I, making friends is hard here, especially at my gym. Um,
0: Are you at Team Posse?
1: Yes, I am at Team Posse with, um, with Chris Kim.
0: There's a lot of killers in there. A lot oh, of good yeah. fighters.
1: Yes, yes, I can tell and you Chris that.
0: And Chris is a very good coach. I've actually taken a few classes from Chris, jiu yeah. classes, so I know exactly how he is. And, uh, yeah, I know. he's good.
1: He is. He's amazing. I was. I guess I still have my lucky star looking up.
0: Exactly. Like- well, My you know, hopes. at least you can talk with Chris, you know, and Chris is someone that knows. He knows English. He knows how to relate to yeah. you. He can talk to you in a way oh, where God. other people that don't speak English cannot talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. it's very important.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was. It was. It was literally when, um, when I met Chris, we just clicked. Like, oh, okay, you know, I, I've been. Like because I think I'm moving, I have been moving gym to gym, from Thailand to China, China to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to Indonesia, and then I even trained in Singapore. Like, uh, I I think on like, Thailand, China, and Indonesia, all of my coach are quite emotionally attached with me. Mm-hmm. Um, in China, we were like. Like brother and sister, so when I'm low, my coach got kind of like low too. Even though he's trying to like lift me up, when I'm high, my coach got really high too. At the same time, so it was it was um it was hard. Mm-hmm. So in Indonesia, um, because it's between fighters and the fighter that was supposed to be looking at my program he's also doing his fight camp so two fighters doing a fight camp together and we supposed to assist each other which is I don't know how to help people doing fight camp I'll be like I don't want that needing help so it was like I'm on up and low up and low and up and low And, and I was still a bit lost and coachless but it was it was amazing. They, they they tried to provide me with anything that I needed. And um, yeah, so huge thanks for them um, for accepting me. But I guess there's time that I say, like, thank you, but I have to move on. And when the times comes, it's always the goodbyes, always the hardest. But it's a, uh, again, it's a small world. So mm. eventually, I will meet them along my journey again, and never burn bridges.
0: Definitely, I saw that you were on an episode of Asian Boss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Chris told me about that. Um, so I came into the gym, and um, Chris was uh, Chris told me like, hey, some some video of Asian bobs pops out and you were there. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, Oh no. I did. I don't even know. Like at that time I, I saw this two journalists like, Hey, can I, can we interview? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, sure. It's just going to be for a video on YouTube. And I didn't know that Chris going to watch it. I didn't know you going to watch it. I thought it was just like, for, like, college, kind of, um, because they, they didn't give me, like, the link or anything. Um, yeah, I was so surprised. Uh, in the end, though, the, um, I think the cameraman was trying to ask me if I want to make a documentary about a fighter, and I was like, uh, you know, uh, it's my upcoming fight, so I, I don't want any more, like, Pressure that I already got, um, it's enough for me. And I just really need to concentrate on how I perform, how my training. I think it will be, I'll put a lot on me and on my team. Mm. And I, I just, I, we just want to focus right now. Maybe, hey, in the future, why not? But right now, yeah.
0: So on October 14th, you will debut one
1: Warrior series um i i actually i'm not gonna fight on the october 14 i'm gonna have a competition of jujitsu first
0: oh you're gonna have a jiu-jitsu competition first yeah okay. and then
1: i will be early uh, next year
0: early next year you will debut on one warrior series so you still yeah. you're still looking towards the one warrior series then
1: Yes, I'm still with them. Um, they just told me like can you please like your main job right now is to stay in one piece and be healthy.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: And it's like yes, I will. Definitely. Um yeah, so I told them like I'm I'm back. Like to but to for me to prepare I'll be I'll be ready for early next year's
0: show. So you know, you've been a journalist for a few years or you were a journalist. and yeah. But how does it feel to be on the other side now?
1: It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that nice. Like, when you got like... Um, when you have your life story out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hoping that... Like... When I got like the attention from media, like my parents will, um, my parents will actually like talk to me again. Mm -hmm. And when I was covered by the one championship, I sent them the link and they never like say anything. It was just like red, Mm -hmm. but they don't. You know when you send something on WhatsApp, you know that yeah. they read it. Yeah. Like they read the message, but they don't reply. So
0: the green check.
1: Yes, the green, green the check. green check. It's like always a scary one because you know that they are reading it. They know what you're talking about, but they just don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um. It was always. Uh, it was always my hope that one day they'll, they'll just, like, recognize me that I'm working hard. I think that's also what keeps me going and motivate myself. Like, if I don't try hard enough now, um, I will never be on top. And the only way for them to see me if I'm on top. So they can look up and say, that's my daughter.
0: It 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 drives you more than yeah. ever now, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I was... I am so hungry more than ever. I like, you know, before I was in you know, back then when there's a jujitsu jitsu competition, I'm like, eh, I'm not that interested. But I just told Chris, like, I'm I, I wanna fight. Like I got that fighter itch that I need to fight. Mm-hmm. And um Chris was like, Okay, there's upcoming there's an upcoming jujitsu competition and do you do you wanna do it? And I was like, Yeah, I wanna do it. Like definitely. That that that's the best that's that will be the best um, that will be I think the best opening for my season. Like doing jujitsu competitions, showing that I transform myself from a striker to a grappler. That I can strike but I can grapple too. Because before, I was just more mostly like um, Jiu-Jitsu 101. Mm-hmm. As long as I survive on the ground and take it back, stand up. Now, I can, I can go stand up. I can go down on the ground, so whichever.
0: Well, one of the most dangerous type of fighters are a striker that has submissions off their back. So...
1: Yeah, um, I I'm so looking forward um I'm I'm definitely looking forward for for uh, whatever future holds for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 been a nervous and it's been a nervous experience um you know honestly like I think there's there's part of me that feeling lonely here mm-hmm. and it's not easy being lonely is definitely never an easy thing um, and wanting to communicate with my teammate like I how I used to in Indonesia or in China where in China I don't have a teammate but I, all my coaches speak English mm-hmm. so I never was lonely and I have friends like uh, when I was a journalist before so I was never lonely in here it was just literally me so actually it's it's it was it's more scary I guess yesterday I, I break down because I felt like I give everything here mm. and this is this is it like this is my last I feel like it, I, I felt like this is my last chance and I have to have to succeed and I am so hungry for whatever coming towards me
0: well mentally if you believe is your last chance it will drive you but to be honest with you it is not your last chance because you're still so young
1: (laughs) I know there's a lot of people say even Chris kept exactly that's what Chris telling me like you are only 25 Gita and I'm like I know Chris but it feels like you know, that pressure Mm. behind your back and that hunger that you just need it. I just, I just need it. Mm. I just, it will be so like, get, uh, when I get my hands inside the glove and step stepping into the cage again, that will be my relief. That will be like, I guess a redemption because that's what i've been working on and what i've been working for all this time and being not be able to fight because of injuries on not training properly it's 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 literally a heartbreak so yeah so I'm, I'm i'm definitely looking forward so um people from one keep telling me like just please Gita, your main job is keeping healthy. You know, you need, you gotta prepare, but don't break yourself. Keep, stay, keep and stay in one piece this time. I'm like, yeah, I will.
0: So All you right, can... Gita, thank you for your time. And uh, you still have a long time until you make your debut for I one more series. So, you know, like they said, keep it one piece, train hard. And we'll definitely, you know, look forward to seeing you in the cage or actually the ring.
1: Yes, it is the (laughs) ring. It is. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much.